You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're back to uh, give you nonsensical and completely useless information with regards to fuel emissions and mileage. <laughs> fuel emissions? Yeah. Fuel em- uh, really? Isn't that, isn't that what we're doing? Black smoke? Is that? Do we do anything? I like black smoke. It looks cool. It does. Yeah. So we're going to do that today instead of tires. Instead of tires, because why talk about things we know? We know something <laughs> about that? <laughs> Okay. All right. We'll talk about tires if you insist. (laughs) If you have a question or comment for us, please push one on your phone dial. That'll put you in the queue. Don't push it twice because if you do, that erases you. We're more than happy to talk to whoever wants to talk to us. We're going to start off again tonight reading one of the posts I put on uh, the social media. Last week, we discussed loose components as a general discussion. Tonight, uh, we're going to start off with loose wheel bearings. There are three types of bearings used in the North American truck market today. There's unitized, adjustable, and bearings with a spacer sleeve between the inner and outer bearings. Unitized and sleeve bearings are not adjustable. You simply tighten the adjustment nut to the prescribed torque setting, and the job's complete. Adjustable bearings, whether grease-packed or oil bath types, with a single nut or a double nut, require a complicated process to obtain the proper inflay. The vast majority of wheel bearings are of the adjustable type, and in my experience, 80% are set too loose. This creates major tire wear issues in addition to grease seal leaks, ABS brake problems, vibrations, and irregular brake shoe wear. There seems to be an institutionalized fear of setting the bearings too tight, And as a result, the industry sets them too loose. Consider two facts in bearing adjustment. First is thread pitch. On most axles in North America, I can't speak for the rest of the world, there are two commonly used spindle threads, 12 threads per inch or 18 threads per inch. The standard bearing adjustment procedure directs the technician to tighten the adjustment nut to 200 foot-pounds to pre-seat the bearing and seal then to back off one revolution of the nut, followed by tightening the bearing to 50 foot-pounds and then backing off a quarter to a half a turn depending on which instructions you read. It is then directed that you should use a dial indicator to check the wheel end play and ensure that you are within one to five thousandths end play. The difficulty is that with a 12-thread pitch, backing off one quarter turn will move the nut 21 thousandths and half a turn will move it twice that much, to 42 thousandths. An 18-thread pitch moves the nut 14 thousandths in a quarter of a turn, and 28 thousandths in a half a turn. The second factor is weight. If you're installing a hub without drums, rims, or tires, the amount of torque required to zero the end play by compressing the tapered roller bearings is much less than if you loaded the assembly. And there are no uh, distinctions in the installation instructions to allow for these variations. An empty or bare hub might weigh 30 or 50 pounds, 
while a drive or trailer wheel end with the duals mounted can weigh upwards of 600 pounds. 50 foot-pounds of torque should zero the end play on an empty hub, but there's no way that much force can lift and center the hub with the tires hanging on it. Even if you always adjusted the bearing with an empty hub, if you back off more than five thousandths, the bearing is too loose, and a quarter turn is at least three times the maximum in place specified. Combining these two factors in the field means that most wheel ends are too loose, and the result is tire wear and handling issues fall back on the alignment tech or get blamed on defective tires instead of the guy that adjusted the bearing. You got any comments on that? Well, that's the um, one of the most common problems that we deal with that isn't specifically alignment related. Yeah, yeah. The second most common is underinflation on a steer tire. True. Yeah. Between those two, loose bearings and and inflation. inflation. If uh, you can, if you can just keep your bearings tight and your tires up, as long as the vehicle's aligned properly, you almost okay. always have good life on your tires. It's, it's one of the major issues. Yep. Okay, what else do I know about that? Nothing. You've never. You're right. Never just, had anything to offer the I've discussion. Just run out of things Plenty to say of about that. People would really rather that you just never speak of it again. Why don't we just call off the show and go home? Now? <laughs> I hear a beer calling my name. <laughs> oh, these guys want to listen to it. Yeah, oh, there's, there's questions. Calls, there's questions. Look at all these questions. <laughs> all right, so let's start our phone area code game again. Is, um, and I have decided to to focus on the provinces of Canada today. The provinces of Canada, because <laughs> they're probably all up there. All sure. Right. So who we got for the first one? 214. 214. I'm going to say Dallas. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to go with New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hello there. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now. Cool. Where's two fourteen at? It'd be Jamaica. 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 Jamaican yes. me crazy. Jamaican me crazy. All <laughs> nah, right, I Dallas. like Jamaica. It's Dallas Fort Worth, actually. It is Dallas. Yeah. I thought two fourteen sounded familiar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, twenty fourteen three eighty eight Peterbilt. Yeah. Two hundred and forty four thousand miles on it. Uh huh. area. Yeah. I regularly run at fourteen and a half thousand on the steer axle, and just in the last few days, I'm getting the shake in the steering wheel. The right hand outside edge on the front tire starting to wear off. Mm-hmm. And are you running two seventy five eighties on the front end? Uh, two nine five sixties, Michelin. Sixties, okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. 60. Yeah, and that—that's what everybody they, tends to those car haulers because they want to lower them down so they can fit the the SUV that's sitting over the top of the cab underneath the bridge, uh-huh. right? That's right. Yeah. And and what inflation are you running in that front tire? If it goes below one twenty five, I air it up to one thirty. And it says one thirty on the dial, one thirty on the rim. Okay, all right. So you're running as much as you can in that tire. Then does the truck does the truck have a bit of a right pull? Yes. 
I'm sorry, I couldn't hear very you. Slight. Very slight. Very slight right pull to the right. Yep. Yep. Okay. How many miles around the tires? Uh, about 80, I think. Well, you're breaking you up pretty out. good. Could you say that again? Oh, about 80 on the tires. About 80,000 on the tires. 80,000. It's about half of what we'd like to get out of it. Have you rotated the tires at all? Um, I don't think I've I don't think I rotated these ones, but every other okay. pair I've rotated them. But what I what I do because I have the same size tire on the drive axle, so ah. when if I, if they start to get any funny wear on them, I take them off and I can finish them off on the drive axle. So the last couple of pairs I got, I got eighty thousand as a steer tire. And then I get about eighty thousand more before the before they're worn out. So I still get one hundred sixty out of it. Bad, but each each set of steer tires you're taking off, do they always wind up wearing on the outside edge of the right front tire? Uh, yes, and but this time it's um it's got just in the last week it's really started to shake. It's got it's yeah, worse than ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Once the pattern starts, then that outside rib actually gets shorter than the ribs next to it. And it's the same thing as putting a tall tire next to a short tire in a duel and the short tire wear fast. So you you, yep. you want to catch that just before it gets bad and move it and then you'll have a good chance. I personally think your drive axles are not aligned quite where I want them, and it's allowing the truck to pull to the right and it's taking the outside shoulder of the right front tire with it. Yeah. Okay. Now rotate just a little alignment issue, and then keep up on rotation at about every 60,000 miles. Yeah, and I like the idea of bringing those drive position tires up and putting them on the steer, because in the drive, they get they get hardened and square in the drive position, and the and the heat cures the rubber and helps them to resist the irregular pattern better. So that that's not a bad well, process, but I... Go ahead. No, normally, normally what I do, I, I put new ones on the front, and then I, I don't put I don't put dry, the tires that are on the drives. I don't put them onto the steer axle. I put new ones on the steer axle and then stick them back to the drives and finish them off. So, Well, you know what we used to do years ago when we were having problems and we couldn't figure out how to make the tires wear good? We found that if we took brand new pair of steer tires and put them on the yep. drive position for about 20,000 miles and then put them on the steer, we could get we could get 50% more tire life out of the tire than if we put it on the steer right away because the rubber was hardened and, and it resisted the irregular pattern better. Okay. So just a suggestion. Um, well, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going through North Carolina tomorrow. I see there's mm-hmm. two shops listed on the MD alignment. Uh, they're both fairly close together. Is one better than the other or flip a coin? Coin or whoever's got time for you. Yeah, really, time okay. is the big issue. And and I'd be willing yeah. to bet when they check it, the drives won't be exactly where we would like them to be. I think they're letting your truck pull to the right. Yep. Okay. All righty, buddy. I'll you give, have a good time in Jamaica. I'll give that a shot. Thank you much. You bet. Thank Bye-bye. you, man. <laughs> Put another okay. shrimp on the Barbie. Oh wait. No, no, that was he's an Australian guy from Jamaica who lives in Dallas. Oh. <laughs> I love this job. <laughs> okay, what do we got now? Uh, 801. 
801. That's familiar. New uh, Brunswick. New Brunswick, Idaho. Idaho, okay. <laughs> All right. Hello Utah. there. Hello. What, what part Hello? of New Brunswick are you from? Um, I, the Mormon area called Utah and New Brunswick. <laughs> Utah, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, what's up? Um, uh, my company just put me into a 2016 uh, Peterbilt 579. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm already getting some, like, uh, squeak on the front end, and I'm starting to get worried about it, and I'm not really sure what to tell my company. You got uh, a I mean, should I say? Squeak? Yeah. Like, uh, every time I hit a bump, I hear it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, last time I heard it, Somebody tightened up my uh, my U-bolts, so I'm wondering if it's that. I don't know any other things to tell you, but yeah, it's, it's still hearing it. I mean, you you could have uh, the shock uh, the shock uh, skirt. I can't be making noise. I'm, I'm having an old man's brain fart. I can't remember what the term is for that cover that's over the shock. <laughs> but if that shock is bent a little bit, it's squeaking every time you hit a bump. That's a possibility. It could be that some of the breathable fittings. Now, more and more they're going to rubber bushings on the lace spring instead of greasable bushing. But if you've got greasable bushings and they're not greased right, you could get some squeak there. Um, if you've got if you've got funny covers on the on the wheels, and their covers are not properly attached, they can squeak as you hit bump. I mean, there's just all kinds of things that it could be. I think the best okay. solution would be to rip the Peterbilt logo off the front of the truck and put a Kenworth logo on, and that should take care of it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I don't, I'm not sure if the owner would like that too much. He would like that, huh? Well, that's better than my uh, second suggestion because my second suggestion is a half a stick of dynamite in the fuel tank. Well, oh, man. Can I have someone else do that for me so I'm not responsible for the damages? Sure. <laughs> if we, park in the wrong neighborhood of town, we can have, we, will take care of itself. We can have Guido come visit you. That's not a problem. <laughs> uh, is there anything I can uh, do to diagnose this while I'm like, going down the road? Um, uh, the, only, the only suggestion I've got, when it, whenever I deal with squeaks, okay, first somebody's got to go underneath it with a hammer and a, uh, I mean, a, uh, an impact gun and some sockets and just make sure everything's tight. And then the second thing you do with squeaks is you carry a can of uh, white grease, spray-on white grease or, or WD-40, and you just pick a particular component and you lubricate it and then drive and see if the squeak's gone away. Nope, it's still there. Okay, pick another spot and lube it until you find what it is. Uh, it's okay. really a silly way to do it, but I don't know any other way. All righty. Well, it's still a good suggestion. I appreciate you. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good time, and, and if we hear about a, a Peterbilt blowing up, we won't talk about you. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't, yeah, you don't know my area code. No, no, no. You're, you're from Nova Scotia, so it's okay. <laughs> That's right. All right, buddy. You Thank have a you. good day. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. So it, yeah, I, I really think it's going to end up being the shock, personally. But. It, it could, it, silly as it sounds, it could even be a radiator bracket. It could. 
I mean, you just you just don't. I hate to think it's the hood, but I mean, I've, I've heard hoods squeak when you go over bumps. Also true. I, I mean, there's just so much stuff in the front end of the truck that that could squeak. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but yeah, go. You know, there's no reason not to go ahead and tighten up your bolts. Oh yeah, you, you check all the bolts first. That's the obvious safe thing. Right. Once you got the safety stuff out of the way, then just go out there with a can of lube and start spraying things and drive it. If you see where something's rubbing, spray a little lube in there. And drive it some more. Does it squeak again? Yeah, it still squeak. Well, that wasn't it. Pick another one. It's somewhere. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, we've got uh, Utah. Utah, Dallas, or Nova Scotia. Or Nova Scotia. Right. New Brunswick. And then the guy wants to go to Jamaica. Who do we got next? Uh, 804. That's not next to 801, is it? It's uh, at least a couple away. Like at least a couple. Your pick. Oh, I'll... With the Canadians in mind, I'll go with British Columbia. Okay, I'm going to go to Carolina. Carolina. All right. So see that I'm being sneaky there because I get two states for one. South, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello there. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Hello. Good. And you just uh, bashed. Did you just bash Kenworth? Did I hear you say Peterbilt to Kenworth and then stick dynamite <laughs> in it? <laughs> <laughs> I know I didn't hear that properly, and it's Virginia. Virginia, okay, all right, Virginia. No cigar, no cigar, <laughs> no cigar for What's you. Up? Well, um, actually, in listening, I've had a couple things going on, but mainly, I do have a Kenworth. It's a six sixty, and I have the Michelin XZ A three on the steer, and the X Line Energy D on the drives. There's 70, let's see, I forgot already, 76,000 miles on them. Mm-hmm. I want to get the uh, central, or not the Centromatics, but the wheel, the Balance Masters Balance put Masters on all around. Another brand. Fine. Pardon? No. Yeah, Balance Masters is a competitor to the Centromatic. They do basically the same concept, so that's fine. Right. Okay. I just was, when I was talking to them, they said these were using liquid and were turning out better results and they have a lifetime guarantee. So that's why I was kind of looking at those. But uh, what I was asking is, and we're talking about rotation because I get, of course, opinions are everywhere. And, and I thought rotation would be good. And then I'm told it doesn't do any good, like rotating the steers. Everybody tells me don't rotate the steers, but you guys just talked about that. And so when I was going to put these on, I was even thinking about like a crisscross rotation on the drives because yes. they're they're good tires, they're expensive, and I'm obsessive about them, and I want them to last. So is that a good idea for steers and drives and when or how often, et cetera? It's always recommended. The Maintenance Council American Trucking Association has guidelines for that kind of process, too, and we agree with them. What happens is one front tire will tend to wear just a little faster than the other front tire. And if you carry a tread depth gauge, and when one front tire, it's usually the left, gets two thirty seconds more worn than the right, switch them side to side. Now, the Michelin tires you've got on them have arrows on them, and they're directional tires. Right. But it's only right. direction when you first put the tire on. They need to run in the correct direction to harden them so that they resist regular wear. After 70,000 miles or 30,000 miles, if you want to rotate them, don't take them off the rim. Just switch them side to side. 
and run them the other way until you get the same kind of difference in wear and then switch them again. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and that's that was okay. my thought to begin with. Uh, then right. everybody just told me, you know, I just keep getting the no. It doesn't make any difference. Well, yeah. Now on the drive tires, the rear drive axle normally wears faster than the front drive axle. So again, with your tread depth gauge, when the rear axle is four thirty seconds more worn than the front, X rotate your drive tires. And again, even if you have a directional drive from Michelin. When you rotate them, don't take them off the rims. Just X them from the right front to the left rear and from the the left front to the right rear and run them that way until they even back out or get a little faster on the rear, and then you X them again. Okay, good. Yeah, that's okay. That's good to know. And I, like I said, I'm getting ready to do the the uh, wheel balancers, so, and the, the, the miles on them is 76,000. Is that a good time to do it while everything is off? Because there's not, they're not really wearing. I don't. I'm so far, so I don't see any funky wear. Um, the tread well, depth, they're all a little bit different, but it, mm-hmm. visually, it all looks good. Yeah. No. Any, if you're going to take the wheels off, put the balancers on. And I also advocate putting balancers on the drives too. Now, whether you want to take all that yes, step gonna... at the same time, or if you just want to do the steers first and the drives later, that's okay. I was going to do it all the way around. Perfect, perfect. Perfect time to do it. Just when you pull them off, put them back together with the balancers on it. Okay, great. Now, one one more quick question. When I'm doing that, I use the centering, you know, when you're mounting the rim, the tire and you have the centering bolts. The, mm-hmm. the yes, centering I like those. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I carry those with me because, believe it or not, there's places that don't have them nor know what I'm talking about. Which right. blows me away, but uh, then I just recently looked and saw that they have internal centering spacers, the little ones. Are those necessary with the wheel balancers or no? No, you don't need them with the balancers. The 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 pieces that you've got will, will center them up. The only thing the internal ones do more than what you've got is they also center the drum. The one you've got uh, won't center the drum. Okay? Okay. Right, yeah, so what the ones got, I have just centered the wheel. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Correct. It's a very nice step. I have no problems with what you're talking about doing. Air pressure on all of them. I've been running 110 and everything. Well, 110 in the rear is about 30 PSI overinflated, which doesn't bother me at all. And with that much overinflation in the rear, you do get better rolling uh, conditions, so you get better fuel economy. You get a little smaller footprint, so under emergency conditions, you may not have as big a footprint to stop the truck as you would like. 110 on okay. the steer is the minimum inflation. You're running 110 ah. on the back, which is overinflated, but you're running just barely enough air in the steer. Now, when you step ah. on the brakes, you have a lot more weight on the steer axle than when you went over the scale. And I recommend an extra 10 pounds in the steer tires. I would like to see them at 120. The rear can be anywhere Ah. from 100 to 110, and that's fine. Okay, good. Good to know. Great. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I'm keeping my Kenworth symbol on my truck. (laughs) Well, the recommendation I have for Kenworth is you take the label (laughs) off and you put a Western Star label on it. Oh, oh, that's okay. I'll I'll work on that. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate all you do. Virginia. Yes. Okay. All right. Virginia's fine. 
I, I can accept that. We got to talk about balancing. We got to talk about rotating. We got to talk about inflation. Yeah. We should no charge her. I want to charge her triple for that phone call. Why, why do you suppose it is that we haven't had to talk about bearings? I don't know, because it's what we started with. That's what we, <laughs> you know, it is what we started with. I'm glad we don't get hung up on that. Right, but is as everybody who's called so far, uh, I don't know. All packers. I don't know. Sure. Was it? I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to figure out where they were from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. The next one is definitely going to be from Manitoba. What, what area code is it? Seven seven zero. Oh, that's that's Georgia. Georgia. Oh, wow. I'm I'm almost positive it's Georgia, right. but yeah. I want it to be from Manitoba. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put up uh, uh, Manitoba. All right, Manitoba. All right. So, can you hear me now? Yes. What Georgia? Georgia. It's in the Georgian part of the <laughs> Georgian part of Manitoba. Georgia, Manitoba. <laughs> Is this Georgia, the Georgia Manitoba, that had all the Did you have a lot of flooding there? I saw TV that was flooding in Georgia. Yeah. Like escaped zoo animals. No, I haven't. Was, uh, not. They're getting a lot of rain. Yeah, certain parts of it have got. Got hit hard, I think, down in the Atlanta area. I think this Georgia by Russia. The different Georgia. Georgia so what can Georgia. we do for you? Uh wanted your recommendation for uh I need to get a set of drives on one axle drive tires. And uh, I would like your suggestion as to what I should look for that isn't gonna cost me a fortune and would Boy, give a reasonable I'm hearing about a half of every word you're saying. You're breaking up real bad. Okay, can you hear it me? It might be all okay. um, I, I can hear you. Okay, what, what, what I want is a suggestion uh, for a set of drive tires that won't break the bank and still give me a reasonable fuel economy. A suggestion for a set of drive tires. Now, is this for line haul or for local? Line haul. Line haul, drive tires. Okay, drive well... Tires. Uh, yeah, Kevin always likes the Michelins, and they're fine, and they get good fuel economy, and we'll get good mileage out of them. Continental makes a very good line haul drive tire that I've gotten really good results out of. Uh, Isn't Yokohama's pretty good, too? Yokohama, one one model of Yokohama is good. Okay, I'd have to dig through it and see which one it was. <laughs> I can't remember right now. Okay. Yeah, the wrong one will give you trouble anyway. Uh, Bridgestone, the 710, I've seen some pretty good results out of it, and that's a low-rolling resistance tire. So there are several of them that'll do good, but what I've seen that causes me more problems with drive tires is if the wheel bearings aren't properly tightened, and then the inside edge of the inside tire by the frame cups. Hmm. Is there the problem? Is there any? I guess the wheel. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Out there. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any I've specific lost. problem that you're dealing with with the drive tires that you need to address? No, no, there's nothing that I can see. What's on there now is just getting worn. I need to, I need to get them changed fairly uh, soon. That's a big, basically it. No, I haven't seen anything. That, uh, no, nothing that I can notice wrong with it, really. Okay, well, with that in mind, my final decider of which one I'm going to buy is which dealer am I going to deal with? What tire is he selling? I want somebody that's going to treat me right and take care of me if I have some issues. So do you have a regular tire dealer or are you going to buy this at a truck stop? I don't have any regulars. That's why I'm asking you. I don't have anybody like that lined up at all. I'm very new to this game. Um, but I would be open to suggestions. Like I said, I'm based in Georgia, but I, you know, I travel around a bit. 
through, uh, through through to the Midwest. And you drive all over the place? Over to the Midwest and back to the Southeast, pretty much. There's, there's a there's Midwest. a tire dealer organization down in the South called McGriff Tire. I was about to recommend that. Yeah. McGriff. McGriff Tire has locations in Alabama and Tennessee, and, and I've had good luck with them. I like those people. What do they carry? They carry several brands. They're an independent. Independent. So, yeah. What, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I looked them up and uh, give them a call. I appreciate that, guys. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a good day. Yep. And, uh, and you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye now. Okay. Okay. There's all. How many other tire dealers? I've got a whole. I, I, I'm sure. So many. Yeah, I could go through the list, but right here on the phone, not computer in front of me. Uh, what do I do? Well, the guy who's had them wearing right now. Well, that's McGriff <laughs> Tires. So there you go. There's Fountain Tire, but they're up but in, they're in Western, Canada. Western Canada. There's Royal um, Tire, but one of them. Yeah, we won't talk about that problem. guy. But Royal Tire up in Minnesota, they're good people. Tire, yeah. uh, we do some work with GCR Tire out west. Out west, we do. Yeah, they're, we're they're starting to, to get us into others. Starting to do more and more with McGriff or with GCR. Right. Um, yeah, there's. I. I, I well, there's uh, on our on our website. There's a few tire dealers listed on there that have our stuff. Yeah. So yeah. so that'd be one way to do it too. Right. Okay. Who do we got next? How yeah. long have we been at this? I'm tired. We've we've been at it for a half hour. We've oh, no that. wonder I need a nap. <laughs> These guys oh, are wearing yeah. me out. What do you got? This isn't. Uh, yeah, it is. What's <laughs> the phone number? Okay, seven one nine. Seven one nine. Oh, that's British Columbia. British Columbia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right next to Jamaica. Next to Jamaica and yeah. British Columbia. Well, right. All right, you go with that, and I'll say Texas. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can, and actually, it's Colorado, so you should have guessed uh, Alberta. <laughs> well, Colorado, the mountains go right up into British Columbia, so that's all the same group. <laughs> well, actually, they go down because when you get to Canada, they're much lower than they are in Colorado. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, two two things real quick. Uh, first off, the RY617 Yokohama is the, the number that you were searching for. It's uh, I've I've run four different sets of them on a Freightliner, and they they get good fuel mileage. They're not as expensive as some, and uh, they wear really good. But okay, yeah, don't put those. it don't put it don't put them don't put them on your steer axle. But uh-huh. for a drive tire, they're excellent. It's at uh, the all position Yokohama. Um, okay, kind of cautionary tale for you, which kind of I guess it backs up you and Kevin talking about putting a uh, checking the run out on steer tires. Well, any tire actually, after you have a new set of tires put on, because I I was in a situation where I switched steer tires, aluminum to aluminum, but um, the, the true balance centering sleeves on the front were not the correct size for the second Mm. set of rims. And mm-hmm. uh, we just almost, we could not figure out what was wrong. I was went into your shop there in Denver, and uh, it would go from an eighth-inch toe in to a quarter-inch toe out to a sixteenth yes. in to, uh, to a half out and could because- not figure it out. Well, he didn't even think about, and I didn't think about it either, to, to put a, 
a dial indicator on there and see whether we had, you know, a problem there. And that's actually what had happened because when they changed the tires, it was like, oh, this ain't going on so good. Well, crank the air up on the gun and just get them in there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the, that, that is a critical step is, is checking the run out on those tires when, when you, yeah. you know, yeah. got them mounted up. And the drum were not flat up against the backing plate when he tightened the nuts. So the whole thing was well, wobbling actually, down the road. Like, like a well, trim. actually, actually we had to have a wheel puller to get the, the wheels off. Cause what it did was it, it, it pressed the true balance sleeve into a, basically put a, a square peg in a round hole. Right. With, right. And, and we had to have them taken off with a wheel puller, but anyway, gotcha. enjoy I'm listening sure. to the show. Thank you, sir. We'll try to keep it, keep it amusing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Take care. Bye. You have a good time in British Columbia. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Colorado. All right. If yeah. he insists. 719, is that what that was? 719. I'll, re- I'll remember that. I don't know what happened, but they cut us off and we're back on the air. Yeah, that's a whole other game we get to play. Yeah, you get through this, and then halfway through, the phone cuts you off, and then you have to start again. So we're back again. We uh, we talked to four people since the guy in Colorado. They really had interesting things to say, but you'll never get to hear them because we were off the air. Sure, for those whole 30 seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Okay. okay, what do we got here? We got the, uh, the 918 area code. 918, Alberta. Alberta. You want Alberta? I'm Alberta. Uh, uh, let me stick with Texas. A, Alberta. A, can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you now. Cool. Where are you from you know, in Alberta? Uh, the southern part, the Oklahoma part. The Oklahoma part of Alberta. <laughs> okay, buddy. What can we do for you? Well, um, I talked to you guys a while back. Uh, I was running some super single Michelins on my trailer, and I was getting some weird wear out of them. And uh, anyhow, um, I have since blown three of those with about 80% tread on them, so I've been replacing them with Bridgestones. Uh, I think it was the R135 or something. Got the real wide, uh, solid shoulder on it. Mm-hmm. And they're all wearing really good except for the right front. And uh, I probably never heard of my trailer. It's a 2015 Antares. It's a 48102 flatbed. It's got the five-way slider axles. I can slide the front and rear in, into any position I want, close, spread, whatever. Um, yeah. And it, it's got a little bit of slop side to side when I turn. I've noticed that. And I try to run them in a closed position as much as possible. But the right front, I just noticed this morning I was going around there, and I thought it, the inside shoulder looked a little odd. And it is – it's – it doesn't look out of a line, but the way it's wearing, I almost expect to look in the mirror and see the tire pointed out at about 10 or 15 degrees. Uh, halfway out or halfway out on the inside shoulder towards the inside edge of the tire, it's wearing it down extremely fast. I'm going to guess in about 5,000 miles, it's probably worn it down maybe a third to a half of the tread. And it's just uh, it's just about a half inch 
in from the outside. It's wearing that little bitty, I don't know what that little rib is, and then the that mm-hmm. first shoulder block. But it's almost like it's dragging the tire sideways. It looks okay, like. Okay, now, if you lay your hand flat on that tire, on the tread, and slide your hand toward the frame and then pull your hand back out, is it smooth yeah. both ways, or is it rough going in and smooth coming out? Uh, like, is it cupped or, uh, well, For feathered I, it, it's that one rib, the rest of the tire's good. Okay. All right. If it's not feathered, then the high probability is the wheel bearings loose. Okay. I was just going to ask about that, <laughs> but, uh, the wheels I'm running are the, um, oh, I've been running the takeoffs that the big companies have been throwing away because, you know, they're. You measure them one way, and it's nine and a half, maybe it's eight and a half or nine inches to the outside edge of the wheel. You turn it around, and it's six and a half. So I've been turning them around, so it's the six and a half part is out, uh, so they don't stick out so far. They stick in, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so they're sticking in, which is better because you're not flexing the axle and you're not overloading the outer bearing. So you've got the two yes. and a half inch offset rims, but you've got them turned around inward, which is the correct thing to do. Yeah. Now okay. there's two pots. Two other possibilities. You said these are throwaway rims, right? Somebody else is getting rid of? Yeah. Uh, well, I had them check for, uh, you know, I had them spin them, and, and they look straight. I've rolled them. They look straight. I've spun them on the wheel, jacked the wheel up, and they don't, they're okay. not out of round. But here's, here's the two possibilities. One, and this is what we hope it is, it's a wheel bearing. You jack yeah. up that one wheel position. You have the brakes released. You just... Grab the top of the tire with both your hands and push in as hard as you can and pull back out. And if it goes click, click, the bearing's loose. Okay? Yeah. And that means that needs to be adjusted. But the second yeah. possibility, the way, you, the way you've got the rim turned around, the unsupported bell of the rim is toward the inside, right? Uh, yes. If this throwaway rim had been abused, and the rim has actually crushed just a little bit. That means the inside diameter of that tire is smaller than the outside diameter, and it's the same thing as having a tall tire, short tire. Yeah. Okay? So the way you test that, when you finally pull that tire off, let's say you check the bearings, the bearings aren't loose. Okay, i got to keep driving this. You finally get to the point you're going to replace the tire. Take the tire off the rim. Have the rim standing on its edges on a on a reasonably flat floor and just roll the rim away from you. Now, if the rim is perfectly rounded, it, sh- it should yeah. roll straight. But if it rolls okay. toward that unsupported bell side, then That's bring the it back. That might have been downhill, right? So you bring it back, you turn yeah. the rim around the other way, push it away from you again. If it again turns in the opposite direction, you've got a rim that's not the same diameter on the both bead seats. Yep. Okay. So even though it's round. Is that, uh, when you say abused, like they had a flat or something and drove it on it? Yeah. Usually what happens is they get a little too much heat, a brake lock up and get too much heat. And then the aluminum actually shrinks. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say I inspected the uh, the lips there, and none of the lips had you know any markings like they'd been rolled uh, with all weight of, on them. No. Yeah, all of that could look fine, and that thing still could have shrunk. Right. 
Okay. So maybe it's the bearing. Just Hopefully you know. it's the bearing. Then it's just an adjustment. Yep. But if it's okay. not, then now, you've got to check that rim. Now you were talking about wheel bearings at the start of the show, so now I have a wheel bearing question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I bought a 2009 W900, or 2009, oh. a 2003 that's been sitting out in a pasture for seven years, and mm-hmm. uh, we put a lot of work into it, and I've been concerned about the oil in the hubs, uh, especially mm-hmm. on the front. You know, I've changed the oil in the, tipper, in the rear diffs. But uh, do I have to pull that wheel completely off, take the wheel so out, you know, spray it out to clean all the oil out? Or can I just pull the cap off the uh, outside well, uh, the the, if, cap off? If you want to if you want to change in a bear, in a trailer hub, you yeah. have to take it off because there's a well in the middle that you won't get the oil out of. Yes. Now the question okay. is: Is there a good reason to replace the oil? Well, other than the fact that the truck sat for seven years, I just I figured it'd be nice to have some fresh hub oil in there. But you've never I didn't replaced know. the grease seals either in seven years. I, the truck sat. Uh, it it didn't move. I just bought it three months ago. I'm sorry, and I got it on the road a month ago, and I replaced one wheel seal was leaking, but other than that, I haven't done. I haven't had a chance to get to the wheel bearings yet, except for changing okay. the oil in the in the differentials. Okay. All right. I would I would undo the plug in the diff. I'd put my finger in there. I'd I'd try to put a, a, a suction of some kind in there. Pull a little oil sample out. Look at it. And make a decision yep. whether I have to replace the oil based on that. Okay? okay. If the oil looks good and, and the diff, don't already, worry about it. Yeah, I've already done that. I've changed it twice because I assume it got some of the older oil in there and discolored it. So it's like, well, oil's cheap. So I've changed mm-hmm. it twice, and I've got about 10,000 miles on the new oil change in the differentials, and it's still clean. I just didn't know what to do about the front. If I need to pull the front wheels off, the hubs and everything, knock the wheel seal out, clean them up good, or whether I could just pull that outside cap off and then put it back on and, cha- and fresh oil in it okay. that way. Here's what I would do for the front wheels. Jack the wheel up, put a piece of duct tape on the inner lip of the rim, and then a second piece of duct tape to make a bit of a funnel. Cut okay. off the bottom of an antifreeze bottle so it's nice, clean, and white. Pull the yeah. cap off. The oil running out the little bit of the duct tape funnel. Drop into that cap into that bottom. You could inspect the oil. If the oil looks good, doesn't look like it's contaminated. No metal flake in it. All I do is put the cap back on and refill it. If there's any contamination okay. in that, then I tear it apart. I don't see any contamination like water or metal shavings. It's just old and discolored. Oil does not get bad. Oil gets dirty. Okay. So if you're not seeing any metal flake or contamination, there's no reason to replace that oil. Okay. Now, if I don't, when I, I'm going to go ahead and adjust my trailer bearing, wheel bearings this weekend, but uh, uh, when I go ahead and I'm, I might as well just adjust them all. Now you guys have me worried because everybody I know backs them off a quarter of a turn. Um, right. So I don't know if I have the 12 or the 18 threads, thread count. Uh, so... Okay. Uh, should I just take right. brake drums off and and do it by feel? If, if you if you will if you will go to our website, there's a way there that you can send us an email inquiry. Ask us about our torque settings. 
We will respond with a chart that we use on how we set bearing adjustments. And you just need a little cheap torque wrench to set them with, and it'll set them okay. Oh, okay. I don't need a – because I see those guys when they – well, I guess you said about 50 foot-pounds, though, right? Yeah, you, you you just need a little 3-H drive torque wrench and, and put some adapters on it up to the big sockets, and that's what I used for years, and it works fine. Oh, okay. All right, so just go onto your website and email you? Go to the website, email us on our website, and tell them you'd like the torque settings for the bearings, and we'll email it back to you. It's no big deal. Okay, now do I need to know the manufacturer of the axle or anything before no, I do that? No, you okay. everything you need to know. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And that Have one good- was actually about bearings. Yeah, it was. It was. We did get one about bearings. Isn't that yeah. fabulous? It's not letting us get off of that call, is it? We think there we are. Off. There we are. Now we're off. Okay. All right. How how long have we been on this? Uh, we got 15 minutes and we got five calls. Is it time for a coffee break? <laughs> we don't get those. We don't get coffee breaks? I want to complain to the union. <laughs> Where's this guy from? That. That jerk of a boss you've got. That jerk of the boss. That's the guy I want to talk to. What do we got? Uh, Oops, I hit the go button, but it's uh, 956. 956? Oh, Manitoba. Texas. Hello? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Cool. What part of Manitoba are you from? I'm way down in the uh, northern Mexico part of uh, Manitoba. The New Mexico part. You're down there where they they drink tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh heck! How are you guys tonight, buddy? We're doing pretty good. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, quick question for you, Mike. And maybe I just get too picky. I just wanted your opinion about something. Uh, this truck here. It's a 08 Freightliner Classic, and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm actually get I get good tire wear, but ever since I've had it, uh, how can I say this? My other truck I run before this, I could get out of the seat. <laughs> now this is just a joke. Go back in the bunk, make lunch, come back, sit down, mm-hmm. and my truck would be right where I left it. Yep. This truck has never been that way. I mean, I, I get good wear, I do, and I've asked the alignment guys, and they're like, oh, it's just the road, it's the wind. It's, I was like, oh, is that true? Or is there, I mean, if well, I let go of the steering what, wheel in, in 10 seconds, it's going to be going off the road. <laughs> it always goes to like, the right. It always yes, goes it, to the right. It always Are does. You, the outside of the right front tire and the inside of the left front tire. Say that again, please. Are you wearing the outside of the right front tire and the inside of the left front tire? Uh, kind of very. Like right now, the only thing I see at all on my right side tire, there isn't any, so to speak, wear. There's one or two little spots about the size of a of a quarter where you can see just a little tiny bit of light cupping on the inside of the outside rib. About okay. you know, maybe about the size of a nickel, you'll see just a little tiny spot there. Mm-hmm. And how how long 
How long did you say it takes to get to the white line on this one? Is it about 10 seconds? 10 seconds on this one. Is that right? Yeah, yeah probably so that's about a drift. 10 seconds. I mean, it, it's just a slow gradual, but as soon as you let go, it starts, you okay. know, it starts eating its way over. I could set your truck to go to the left or go dead straight in the right lane, Okay. But okay. if I set your truck absolutely perfect for the right lane, when you get in the left lane, it's going to pull left. Okay. I have to set it to counter the crown of the road. That's that's the force that's pushing you to the right all the time. Correct. Now, okay. do, you, do you rotate your steer tires at all? Yes, I do. When well, you rotate I... your steer tires, does the truck handle better for a while and then go back to the right again? Uh, to be honest with you, no. Okay. I uh, mostly I do it. I probably actually uh, rotate them. Uh, it's just habit, you know. I mean, I hear a lot of people talk about they get a hundred. I like to get two hundred thousand miles out of my steers. Okay, I I if you're getting two hundred thousand miles out of your steers and rotating the steers doesn't improve the handling. I've got to agree with the guys that that's just the way this truck drives. Yeah. And anything okay. I do is probably going to get you worse tire life than you're getting now, and I really wouldn't recommend you do it. Okay. I just wondered. I like, you know, I just kind of wanted, I like, there must be something. <laughs> like I said, I always, I try to seek perfection almost. Like yeah. Well, I, stuff. I, I think you're in the range where you're pretty damn perfect. I wouldn't fuck around with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I did. Well, while I have you, Mike, because I, yeah. uh, you got one thing, and uh, you might ask me why, uh, what you guys, I've had people tell me you guys have an alignment shop in Dallas. Is that correct? We got one in Fort Worth, yeah. There's another one in Dallas, yeah. How do I get the, is it just under MB alignment, or how do I get a, because I just wanted to sometime, you know, probably want to put on a new set of stairs, I've. I was going to let you guys give the truck just a look. Okay, there's a shop out in there's a shop in Gallup, New Mexico that has our equipment too. Um, what you do is you go to our website mdalignment.com dot com, okay. and go to the shop go to the shop locator tab and pick a state, and it'll give you the shops in that state that have our equipment. Oh, okay. All righty. All righty. Okay. Hey, well, I appreciate your time. Not a have problem, a, buddy. Yeah. You have a good day. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks for calling. <clears throat> yeah, I I did have a guy that called there that, that that I was doing the alignment for, and he he was to the point. You know, he said, "Listen, this is great. You're doing great, but after a mile, I have to get the grab the steering wheel again." After a mile, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything more about that. I can't. I'm no, sorry, you're at the limit. Sorry, can't get any better than that. Okay, how long have we been on this? Uh, we got eight minutes left here. Eight minutes we left. Got, we got a lot of calls. I don't think we're going to get some all, but let's get to everybody we yeah. can. Who's this guy? 856. 856. Um, Ontario. Sure. I'll uh, with you. New Jersey, Ontario. New Jersey, Ontario. All right, very good. So you were close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my question, uh, it's actually for my... My mom, she drives the truck, but uh, we're going in it together once she has it paid for. She's doing a lease. 
And she doesn't have the balancers on her truck at all. And I've heard a lot of huh? people say they're good to have. And I was wondering if you prefer the the best ones because she has the uh, the super singles on the back, the XP Energy. And I was wondering if it was better to go with the beads or the mounted ones. I call them the pie pan type ones. They kind of look like a pie pan. They do. Okay. The dis- the difference between the two is a toss of a coin and your decision on how much you want to invest up front. The pie plans, which is Centromatics or Balance Masters, cost more up front, but they just stay with the truck. The beads you pay for each time you do the tires, so you're paying a lot less money each time. Okay. So you got to change the beads every time you change the tires. Correct. Right. Okay. They're, they're both and dynamic then, balancers. Just like my dentist always says, you know, when it comes to floss, I don't care if you're using the mint or the the, the wax or the the unwaxed, <laughs> just as long as you're actually flossing. Right. Yeah, that's right. I just I've heard people talk about the beads are better and then I've heard people talk about the pan ones are better. So I didn't know which ones to go with because we gotta put tires on soon and I figure while they're off, we'll get the balancers and put on as well. Well, let's look at it this way. You can haul rocks in a wheelbarrow, or you can haul rocks in a Ford or a Chevy. Now, arguing which one's better than the wheelbarrow between a Ford and a Chevy is a toss of a coin. That's, yeah. Right. Okay. At least it's not a wheelbarrow. Okay? <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you very much. You bet, buddy. Have a good day. New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. All right. Uh, 770. Oh, that's Georgia. We've been there. Yeah, we've already been We were there tonight. Is he calling? Back? Hello, Georgia. We've already talked to you. Hello. There's no other callers in Georgia, are there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, at least you, you actually guessed. I didn't, I'm not in Canada, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> question I had: You mentioned the uh, air pressure on uh, the on the drives. I run super singles, and uh, I was wondering what air pressure you recommend for that position. Uh, air. Air on super singles is completely different than air on duels, okay? You've got about 8,500 to 9,000 pounds on each super single tire, all right? And if you look at the chart for that, it probably requires 100 to 105 pounds pressure to carry that much weight, okay? I'm running 130. Pardon? Oh, you're running 100. You're overinflated, which is fine. Now. If the overinflation is causing a problem, and I haven't found anybody yet that's having a problem with overinflating on super singles, it should be yeah. wearing on the shoulders of the tires. Okay? Yeah. Is that what you're seeing, or are you wearing good and flat? I'm good and flat for the most part. Um, I've good. got about 100,000 miles in the tires right now. Probably should do uh, rotate them, though, huh? I would recommend monitoring the depth of the tires, front axle to back axle. Normally, the back axle will wear faster. When it is four thirty seconds more worn than the front drive axle, X them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I also have the two set two inch insets, which I have them the wrong way. Should I do, I do switch them around this time also, or? I would recommend you flip them if you're having a problem. Now, if everything is wearing right, you're not getting inside edge wear and stuff, you could leave them where they are. Yeah, but I don't like two-inch offset rims with them sticking out. It's just 
you're extending your axle length four inches. You're putting the load on the outside bearing. Uh, the axle will flex more into weight. It's really not a good application. Now, if you want to flip them around, the problem is you have to change the valve stem and stick it out through the little holes in the rim so that you can air them up, which means you're going to have to deflate it, take the tires off, and change the valve stem before you can put them back on. Okay. So I might wait to do that until the tires wear out. <laughs> yeah, my, my philosophy is it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yep. these tires, I haven't had the air. I have the uh, gauge that monitors the air pressure in the tires and the dash. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't had to air, add air to these tires. In, uh, That's great. Good. That's great. Nice. I would say just keep running them, rotate them once in a while, but watch the wear, okay? Yep. Yep. Okay, thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. That was okay. a Georgia 2. It's Georgia nice 2. Time. I think Peoria 2. Peoria 2, yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's driven up Iowa Interstate 74 coming toward west toward Illinois, you'll see a, a sign that says Peoria 2 is ahead. Peoria 2. Yeah, Peoria, I-I, Illinois. I-I-I. I -I -I -I. What, what's your code we got now? 803. 803. 803. 803. It, it, we had 801 and we had 804. Now we, we got 803. 803. Uh, British Columbia. There was Salt Lake and what was it? Uh, Virginia. Yeah. And now we've got 803. You say British Columbia? Yeah. I got to go between Salt Lake and Virginia. I'm going to go with Illinois. Illinois. Okay. Let's see what we got. All right. Hello, Hello gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen from North South Carolina, Canada. South Carolina, South Carolina part of Canada. <laughs> North of South Carolina, Canada. Right. Okay, cool. What's up, buddy? Hey, I know y'all getting ready to end the show, but uh, I got 1,072,000 miles on my Freightliner Century, and I'm my wheel bearings are seem to be running good on the front of my truck. Should I change these wheel bearings? I'm I'm sorry, I missed that. You you, know, it, you cut out a little bit right there at the end, and it lost the I, meaning. Uh, I got 1,072,000 miles on this Freightliner Century, and I'm wondering, do I need to change, uh, put new wheel bearings on the front? Do you, or do you want to? I, I'm just, I'm worried. I, I'd rather, <laughs> I don't want to be. Uh, you don't want to break I, I it down. Yes, sir. Now, are we, are we talking on the steer axle or on the drive axle? It was real easy. You jack up one side at a time. You spin the wheel as fast as you can get it going with your hands. You know, just give it a good shot. And then put your hand on the air brake chamber right behind the wheel. If the bearing is bad, you'll feel a vibration in your fingers, and that means it's got to come out. Yeah. If you don't feel any vibration, the bearing is not bad. The next step, like I explained to an earlier listener, is put a couple pieces of duct tape on the lip of the rim, a nice clean cup to catch the oil in, take the cap off, inspect the oil, make sure it's good. If everything is good, then don't take them out, because if they ain't broke, don't fix them. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the show. I think he said affirmative, but I couldn't. It broke up. Yeah, it did break up again. Yeah. Um, Thank you very much. Okay. Enjoy the show. Right. Not a All problem, right. buddy. You Thank have a good day. Bye-bye. Uh, yep. right. we got two more. Let's try and get to them. All right. They've been hanging in there. Uh, 937. 937. Ontario, Canada. Texas. Okay. All right. 937. Where are you at? Hello? Can you hear us now? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. 
Well, and we're going to put him back over here. Okay. And we're going to go to this one, 918. 918. I'm going to stick with Quebec. Quebec, uh, you're sticking with Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go Tennessee. Okay. Hello there. Is it Quebec or Tennessee? Which one? Final answer. I want Quebec. <laughs> Close. Uh, it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Second Oklahoma today. All right. What can right. we do for you, buddy? Uh, well, are you guys familiar with the Micro Blue bearings? We're familiar with the concept. With, yeah. I have no opinion on whether the bearings themselves do anything because I don't have any training in that area. The only objection I've got to Micro Blue is that their installation procedure, I believe, leaves them too loose. Yep. That's it. That was my question because I, I, I bought the bearings, handed them to the mechanic, said follow the instructions to the T, and mm-hmm. uh, then I figured I'd call the experts, and you would tell me whether or not I need to tighten them up or loosen them up. I haven't well, noticed any he... substantial gain. I have our business as far as fuel, but if you wanted to know whether or not the building is loose, as far as we're concerned, now that it's driven a few miles, uh, jack it up and grab the top of the tire. This, if we're talking about steer, is that right? Uh, I put them all the way around, but yeah, you can start with the steers, jack it up one, one wheel at a time, grab the top of the tire and just push in and out as hard as you can. If you're here, click, 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 it's loose. And if okay. yeah, if that's the situation, if you can, I mean, if you can do it, you know that the road and the weight of the truck are beat. That's so, going to cause tire uh, wear. If they are too loose, how much do I tighten them up? And if they are loose, do I go ahead and do the drives? Yes. Yeah. 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 Now there's a video on our website. You can go to mdalignment.com. Yep. Go to our video library, and there's a video on there on how we check and adjust wheel bearings. So you could look at that video and see how we check steers and how we check rears, and it's real easy once you see it done. All righty. Pleasure and a privilege. Thank you very much, guys. You have a great day. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Well, folks, you have wasted another. Huh? We got. Yeah, let's try him. Let's try him. Yeah. Last time, see if he's actually there. Uh, Can you hear us now? Hello, caller from Quebec. (laughs) Nobody's there. No. Ontario. All right. No. Might right. be a microphone problem. or Yeah. Folks, anything. I appreciate you listening. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to As the Stomach Churns. We will try this again next week. And uh, thank you for your patience and have a great week. Yep. Good luck out there. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.